Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by BlackRock Health, providing patients with world-class clinical care and comfort, enabling swifter recoveries. Now, the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association are, for the month of March, asking people to drink tea for MND, the aim being to generate increased support for those living with a degenerative and debilitating condition. Well, my next guest this morning was diagnosed with motor neuron disease in August of last year and says while she can't control her disease, she can control her attitude to it. And Marilyn O'Connor, good morning to you. You're a in very the good morning to you, Miriam. What a joy it is to be here with you this morning. It's so lovely you're here too. And actually your partner Adrian brought you in. We've decided to keep him too because he's so (laughs) nice. So welcome to you as well, Adrian. Thank you. Marilyn, listen, can you begin by telling us a little about yourself and your family and your life before MND? Right. Well, I've had a very colourful life in that I've travelled. I have four children, uh, the oldest being 33, the youngest being 22. Um, I would have lived my life with a glass half full, not half empty, no matter what trauma, no matter what adversity I was hit with. I always found a solution and always moved my life forward. I would have loved gardening. I was swimming every day. I was living my best life. You actually used to do 50 lengths in your local I pool did. every morning every in Cavan, morning, didn't you? Yes, every morning I would be in the pool at half past eight and I would do my 50 lengths. I'd go to work. I had a little part-time job in Harry Corrie's, a provider of fine curtains and bed linen. <laughs> and I love my job. And it was while I was working there that I started to notice changes within myself. Tell me about that, Marilyn. Well, it was very subtle. It was, um, I had a pain going across my left shoulder and I noticed when I was working that you have these 90 by 90 curtains, 90 inches by 90 inches curtains, and they're quite heavy. And when I tried to lift them, I would be predominantly left-handed so when I was trying to lift them they slipped out my hand so my boss very kindly sent me for physio I went to the physiotherapist taking in mind I wasn't feeling sick or anything Mm. so I had an MRI scan they said I had a trapped nerve in my neck I was scheduled for surgery but my physio was very astute and said Marilyn you know that weakness in your hand is not conducive to the what's going on with the trapped nerve in your neck. Mm-hmm. He says, would you mind if I sent you to a neurologist? And I thought, well, look, it, God help you. If that's what you think I need to do, sure, I'll do it. But I was basically, in my innocence and maybe a slight ignorance, was very complacent because I didn't feel anything mm-hmm. other than this weakness in my hand. Anyway, got an appointment, went to the neurologist. They did a series of tests on me on the 22nd of August. I went back on the 24th of August and I was told I had motor neuron disease. Wow. Yes. (laughs) So that was it. Oh, look at I remember sitting there. When she said, I'm so sorry, Marilyn, it's motor neuron disease. I remember just sitting there and I said to her, 
how long do I have? And oh, then I, I sort of said, you know, I said, well, I know you can't answer that. So I remember saying, well, that's that then, isn't it? And um, we finished the consultation. I was walking out of Bowmount Hospital. I remember people in the waiting room. I could see them, but I wasn't there. Mm. I came down to get into the car and I burst into tears. And the first thing that came in my head was, oh, my God, I'm not going to see my daughters get married. And then I thought, take that thought out your head. So got in the car, went home. Very non-eventful journey home. It was that evening that it hit me, Miriam. It was like somebody got a brick and smacked me on the head. But the enormity and the reality of what I'd been told and what I faced was huge. It was so consuming and so overwhelming and I had feelings of helplessness and overwhelming feelings that I'd never experienced before and I had to melt down <laughs> that evening and I sat with Adrian and I'd be a very strong-minded person Miriam and I said right that's it I'm I can't deal with this I'm not going to lose my dignity I can't it's not the fear of dying. I have no fear of death in any shape or form. But it's, the, it's what MND does. It strips you of everything you are as a human being. So I said to Adrian, right, that's it. We're going to book tickets. I'm going to Switzerland. I'm going to have euthanasia. I cannot deal with this. So with that clear message in my head... We went to bed, I got into bed, I was 100 million percent sure I'd never sleep again. I wouldn't be able to sleep. So I lay in bed and I absolutely prayed from the pit of my soul to God and the universe. And I said, please, please, this is bigger than I am. I'm handing it over. I can't deal with this. You're going to have to take it for me and help me. So I really handed it over. I did sleep, Miriam. <laughs> I woke up the next morning with the most unbelievable peace, calmness and acceptance. And that has stayed with me since. So what... In, in saying that, I've had to come to a lot of, of acceptance in that I've lost the complete use of both my arms and my hands. Um, my neck is falling very hard, far forward um, and I'm a bit wobbly on the legs. So they're massive changes. So things like I can't cook anymore. I can't drive my car, I can't do self-care, I can't feed myself. So as I've had to make those changes, I have allowed myself to feel sad. I have allowed myself to accept and understand that loss. But what I haven't allowed it to do is swallow me and become a victim. I'm not a victim, I'm not dying of MMD, I'm living with MMD. 
So for me, it's accepting the changes that are happening within my body, allowing myself to grieve for the losses, but also keeping that peace and serenity, acceptance and calmness and gratitude, gratitude for what I can do and not for what I can't do. You're, I mean, just watching you, you are remarkable. You also, I said to you when you walked in with Adrian, you don't look in any way ill. You know, I mean, I can't see you can't use your arms. You know that. Yeah. But just for my listeners, like you look the picture of health. You look really beautiful. <laughs> well, that was a little bit of help from my carer this morning. Now, in fairness, to put a bit of makeup on me. Well, Miriam. no. <laughs> I still haven't lost my vanity. I still like the hair and makeup done. So I have a, good, a few people around that do that for me. Adrian, when you just brought, you know, obviously Marin, Marilyn into our studio this morning and then we got talking to you because obviously... She's so articulate about what Marilyn is going through. But as Marilyn said, when you're someone's partner, that can also be very difficult. What's your memory of the day of the diagnosis and when you went home and how did you feel you coped? Well, it was quite a shock it was. Mm -hmm. uh, It's it's shocking news to hear, you know. Mm. But um, I was too shocked to think of anything really, you know. Uh, But... um, it's, we just we just had to had to move on, you know. As, as Marlon explained there, basically, uh, she had her had her meltdown that mm. night, and it's very hard to to know what to say to to somebody when when they're in that situation. I basically just listened to her that night and just went along with what she said, basically. Um, but uh, we went to bed then. And the next morning, as Marilyn said herself, she woke up with this great, great feeling, you know, of, mm. of peace within her, you know. But um, she's my partner, but I have to praise her thoroughly for the, her attitude towards the whole thing, really, you know. Um, she uh, She's remarkable. Her attitude is just, just remarkable, you know. It has to be admired, you know. And as even as even as her, her partner stroke care, she... Like even in our most difficult moments, she brings me. She brings. She brings me through. You know, the, sometimes you think I was the, the person with the MND and not her, basically. You know, mm. but um, as a partner and as 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 a girl with MND, I have the utmost admiration for her, basically. You know. The other thing you just told me as well before we went on air, which is lovely, that you first dated. In 1987, isn't this correct? <laughs> That's then you right. both went off in a completely different lives, marriages, and then you ended up back together three years ago. We did. How yes. did that happen? Well, it was I. I done a lot of travelling. Um, I settled back in Cavan, and it just happened to be beside the house where I used to date Adrian. In 1987. In 1987. So I had a thought. I thought, I wonder whatever happened. <laughs> so I put him uh, in Facebook. The first picture that came up was Adrian. I sent him a little how are you doing message. And the rest is history, Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you said, I think, do you remember me? And he goes, oh, uh, yes, I do. do you remember me? And he says, of course I remember you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. You know? <laughs> oh. And obviously it's it's a devastating diagnosis for men yes. and women, Marilyn. Yes. But you say and you, you think it's a very different disease for women, don't you? Why well, so? I, I, when I say different, it's 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 more to do with and ex- excuse my simplicity in men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And that's what I mean as indifferent. We are the main caregivers. We're the homemakers, um, the, 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 the providers, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the ones that build the nests. And for me, I would have been a typical woman like that. I was adored cooking, gardening, dinner parties, Dressing in my high heels, my short skirts, the blonde hair, the makeup, the whole lot. Hugs. I would be a very tactile person. And um, for for women to not be able to do that, to be stripped of that. Miriam, this is a cruel, cruel, ravishing disease. Mm -hmm. It doesn't show any mercy, you know, and... To be there and not be able to lift my grandchildren, not be able to hug my children, not be able to give Adrian a hug. That's been hard. That's been hard. So I've had to change my thinking. So what I do, instead of putting my arms out for a, to hug, I lean in for hugs now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's it's accepting the losses but it's also finding a solution and keeping that acceptance. But the leaning in works perfectly because when you walked into the studio today, you know, you leant in and yes. we all hugged. So, you know, you get it really quickly, actually. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's just changing. your. It's how every one of us has had pain, hurt, trauma. There's not one of us that haven't been touched in some way by one of those horrible things that life deals us. So my thinking and my way of dealing with things is it's how you deal with it. It's not the trauma. It's how you deal with the trauma that counts. Actually, our listeners are loving. I'll just read you three of them. Um, What an inspirational lady. Thank you for your courage and wisdom. That's from Breed. Another says, outstanding interview. I had to just stop what I was doing and listen. And another says, Miriam, your guest is an absolute hero even if she does not realise that she has such guts. And that's from John and Drumcondra. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, and but you can still, you can get out and about still, can't you? I mean, there are lots of things you can't do, as you said. Yes. But you still manage to oh, get out I and about. Oh, I do. I do. If I walk like a duck and my head <laughs> can nearly kiss my bottom, I will still keep going for as long as I can. And although, as we know, there's no cure, Marilyn, but... Are there drugs that can help or what kind of daily supports do you have right. to kind of help it? Um, we we do take, well, I do take a, a drug every day and it's more, it's what basically what it does is it adds about two to three months onto your life. Um, unfortunately, with MND and medication, like in relation to a cure, we're still a good distance away from that. And that can create a sense of hopelessness in other illnesses and diseases. We have made progress in in extending lives and 
and in even people being able to live with certain diseases um, in motor neuron disease, we haven't anything yet, which can, as I say, create a feeling of hopelessness. But on the same time, events like this, drink tea for MND, hmm. um, it's, it's holding events like that, fundraising. I recently did an event myself, Dance While You Can, um, and it's people that hold charity events that raise enough money to keep us, to keep the research going for a cure, equipment, nurses, counselling, all those services that the M IMNDA can supply. And as you said, that event you organised was a huge success. It was the Valentine's Ball. You organised it yourself last month, yes, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> Tell me about it, because you well, raised lots of money as well. Well, we did. It was... I wanted to tr throw a little bit of my personality into there. Like I said, I was a girl for the, the ball gowns and the nice clothes and the hair and makeup. Never owned a pair of trainers in my life. <laughs> um, and so I wanted to do something that was all around love and happiness. And at the same time, raise as much money as I could for the IMNDA. So I held a Valentine's ball. And I tell you what. We have to blow Cavan for being tight out of the water. We have <laughs> to lose that because the generosity of the people in Cavan was phenomenal. We raised just over 17,000 euros. Wonderful. Which has really yeah. touched my heart. And listen, what you also say is, Maren, that, you know, you cannot control your emotion, your own disease. No. But as you did there with that ball, you say you can control how you deal with it. Yes. Yes. It's, and it's like I said earlier, it's allowing myself to to show sadness when when I have to let go of things like one of the hardest things for me, believe it or not, out of everything was to see my car being driven away. Mm -hmm. knowing I'd never drive again. That's the one thing that, for, I don't know why, but that was like the catalyst for me. But it's been allowing myself to feel that sadness of loss, but to keep it in check. You know, allow this feelings of sorrow, but then find a solution, the other side. Like for me, my solution has been the amount of love I have received and do receive every day from people. It's phenomenal, you know. Another of our listeners says, Miriam, I'm out walking dogs in Ardgillen listening to your show. Thank God I'm wearing sunglasses as I'm crying listening to this lovely, brave woman. Oh, no, <laughs> please allow me crying in a minute. <laughs> so tell us about your here this morning. Yes. To tell us about... Drink tea for MND. It's happening this March. What specifically are people being asked to do? Right. What we would like everybody to do is in your either in your home or in your local community, gather around a few people and have a tea party. You like it, just a cup of tea and a cake or just a cup of tea and raise as much money as you can for the IMNDA and how you can do that is if you log on to www.imnda.ie you can register there for drink tea for MND 
Um, if you feel you can't hold a tea, a tea party, then please, if you could donate through www.imnda.ie. Good woman. That would be phenomenal. Thank you. Marilyn O'Connor, honestly, it's been a privilege to have you here in the studio with us this morning. You're inspiring. And Adrian, you're a lovely guy too. Oh, thank, thank you, you, Miriam. It's been a joy to meet you and be here. Thank mm. you so much for having me on your show. A privilege. Thank you both very much. Yeah, thank Best you. Best of luck. We'll take a break. Tweet at Miriam O'Call. And for all of you asking about where you can sign up for the drink tea for MND, the motion urine disease, following our interview earlier with Marilyn O'Connor, it's really simple. We put the details up on our website, which is rt.ie forward slash Miriam.